Happy New Year, Dr. Dan. Happy New Year, Dr. Bradford. 2023. Haven't seen you for a couple of weeks. Where have you been? I've been on vacation. Yeah, man. Yeah. And I didn't see you before. Yeah. Where were you? I was out of here. <laughs> How'd it make you feel? Did you feel rested? No. Yeah? Nervous. Nervous. I like taking time off. Yeah. But I feel like when I do take time off, lots of things happen with the patients. Sure. Yeah. So it's good to be wanted. Good to have a full schedule coming back. Yeah. Yeah. It's always, you know, it's always, uh, it, it's a heartwarming feeling to know that, you know, when you come back and your, your schedule is just full as can be. Yeah. And, you know, but also tells you, uh, you know, how you are as a doctor because you care and you don't want to, you know, be away from your patients. You want to be there for them. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But it's nice to have some time off, be able to sleep in a little bit. Yeah. Hang out with the family, with the kids. Goes a long ways. Big time. Goes a long ways. Saw the nutcracker. I don't even know what a nutcracker is. <laughs> what is a nutcracker? The nutcracker. You know, uh, that classic no, Christmas <clears throat> musical? I don't, I don't, that, I, that's the first time I've ever said nutcracker. <laughs> my, my kids begged us to take us, take them to it. Yeah. For the only reason to be able to laugh at the male dancers in the tights. They call it the butt cracker. Okay, so we got guys in tights. We got a nutcracker, <laughs> and they laughing at the butt cracker. This is why. So that's this how does, my that's how my Christmas break went. Interesting. That's not even my vocabulary. But uh, I think this will be the last year because they both fell asleep, and me and my wife were bored out of our skulls. <laughs> Where'd you go see it at Hale Theater or something like that? Or? No, it was uh, the some high school performing arts center here at right. our house. Right so, on. Yeah. Anyway. No, those are always, it's always good to, good to spend time with that family like that. Yeah. So brand new year, 2023. I hate that phrase, new year, new me. You see that go around a lot. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's a new year, but, uh, it's an older you. Yeah. But so, there are times to change. Yeah. So I thought maybe we'd talk about this a little bit. I, I, before the show I asked, do you, do you set new year's resolutions? And I said, no, no, no. How come? Uh, I got tired of letting myself down. No, <laughs> usually, you know, uh, I would set uh, new year's resolutions and then I just forget about them in a couple of weeks. And, you know, yeah. it just kind of goes because you get so tied up in the day, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and just trying to get through life and whatnot. And I, th I think now it's quite a bit different because I enjoy practice so much yeah. and I enjoy my life so much that, um, there are things that I want to get done now that I know I will get done. Um, you know, there's some housing house stuff that I need to do and mm -hmm. switch some rooms around and whatnot. But, uh, so I guess kind of, yeah. but I just don't write them down. You don't put it in writing. No. Yeah. I, I've, I'll be honest. I've never really been good at that either. I have things in the back of my mind that I want to shoot for and, and, uh, but I'm the same way. There, there was a company. Do you remember that company? Uh, they were called Foursquare. Yeah, yeah. It was like a mobile app. You could check in at places. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, become the mayor of your local McDonald's yep. if you checked in the most. Yeah, yeah. So they, uh, I don't even know if they're around anymore, but they, I remember reading an article from them where they were able to 
according to their data, they were able to pinpoint the time when people give up on their New Year's goals. And they did this by figuring out when check-ins at gyms and health mm-hmm. center, fitness centers, yeah. when those uh, flip-flopped with check-ins at fast food restaurants. Fascinating. <laughs> About how long? So it was like middle of February. Wow. February twenty third, something like that. Interesting, because I was going to say probably about so sometime <laughs> in February. Yeah. You know when it, when I used to go to the you know lifetime over here at the gym, uh-huh. and it was and and this goes across the board. You know what? If I you know used to be at LA Fitness or Golds or wherever it was, but always January you hated it because you had all these clowns in there that don't yeah. know what they're doing. Yeah. And they have all these goals and you can see that they're just getting burnt out because they, <laughs> they try so hard the first week and then they get so sore. Yeah. And then it's, just, you know, like eh, about February kind of, you know, gets back to normal. Then all of the, the locals, the regulars, they're like, <laughs> yeah, glad all those creeps are gone. My, I've got a buddy that, you know, jumped back in the gym, hit it hard, did a leg day. <laughs> we went out to dinner. The day, two, two days after he had oh, been to the gym. Nice. He couldn't even like step off the curb. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like you need a walker. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it happens. It happens. And then things thin out and things go back to normal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Have you, have you ever heard of this book? Atomic Habits. Atomic Habits. No, I haven't. I, when I can remember, I've got it sitting right here on my desk. I'm going to read this again this year. Um, it's by James Clear. He's sold a whole, a lot of people have heard of this book. Uh, he takes kind of a different approach to making changes, making habits stick. Uh One of the things that he talks about is, um, he calls it habit stacking. Uh So when I share this with my patients, they eat it up, uh, habit stacking. So if you're trying to develop a new habit Mm -hmm. or a new goal or whatever, Mm -hmm. by pairing it or stacking it with an existing habit, Mm -hmm. you're more likely to stick with it. Mm -hmm. So for example, like brushing your teeth, Mm -hmm. you know, you're going to brush your teeth. At least I hope you do Mm -hmm. every single day. You don't even think about it. Yeah. So if you have a fitness habit or, you know, want to remember to take your vitamins because you're not very good at that, uh, pairing it with that existing habit, Mm -hmm. you're going to be more likely to stick with it. Hmm. Um, so pretty interesting. He also talks about like the value of tracking. Mm-hmm. Um, so like physically tracking when you complete your habit every day, mm-hmm. like on a calendar or in a notebook or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And how that can provide some psychological benefit because you, you know, you get a string of seven, eight days in a row of doing something. Yeah. You don't want to break that chain or break that, uh, break that streak. That's interesting. Um, so habit tracking and habit stacking. Huh. A um, couple of different little tools. I saw my kids doing that. Yeah? Yeah. So they, uh, <clears throat> you know, I always told them, I said, this is not fair, but I said, this is how society works, mm-hmm. that when you have a good body or have athletic looking body, people treat you differently. They treat you with more respect. Yeah. I said, that's, I said, that's not fair, but that's the way it is. So they, uh, like when they're cooking food, they're doing push-ups. Nice. Yeah. Between, you know, flipping whatever they're doing or, you know, cook whatever they're cooking. If they got, okay. you know, a spare 30 seconds, 45 seconds, they're down there doing push-ups or doing abs. And I'm like, yeah, that's interesting. I never even thought about doing something like that, but yeah. Or I, 
in the past I've heard like, you know, if you've got a habit of watching TV, mm-hmm. you know, during the commercials, yeah, do some push-ups, do some jumping jacks, do some abs, do something instead of sitting around. I think that I, th- I think that's wise. I don't you know? watch TV. I don't. I I mean, I watch like Netflix and stuff, so I don't really see commercials anymore. Yeah, I think you know one of the <clears> problems is is that when you have uh, there, there's always this big buildup to trying to get in shape, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, so I see our our patients, the girls, they come in and, you know, they get new outfits and new shoes and that sort of thing. And they get a new gym membership and, you know, it's, it's just, they, they try and create something that is so different from what they're doing Mm -hmm. and they try, you know, they try and get a trainer and whatnot. But what's interesting is I think that if you, if you were to do shorter bursts of things that are better for you, rather than, you know, driving, to the gym, you know, spending an hour and a half in there. So you have two hours out of your day that right. most people can't afford, you know, because they're, you have too many things going that I think that would be probably pretty wise. That That's another thing that that book talks about. So the title of it, I mean, I didn't intend for this to turn into a spotlight of the book, but yeah. atomic habits. So he talks about what is the very next most simple thing that you can do that's going to push you in the direction of that goal. Um, so if it's, I want to work out in the morning or I want to go for a walk in the morning, yeah. then the habit becomes, I'm going to set my running shoes out right next to my bed the night before. And you just get up and, and then, you know, you stumble on them or I want to read more and, uh, you know, you like reading before bed. So the habit becomes putting that book on your pillowcase. Mm-hmm. So you remember mm-hmm. to read. Um, so looking for opportunities that can kind of hack you into making that a habit because a habit is something that you do without thinking right it just becomes a part of your life right right um and so i thought that was kind of an interesting approach um oftentimes i'll sit down with a patient talk about exercise goals and immediately they'll say i mean this just happened yesterday uh patient said you know i'm not exercising at all did you call him a loser (laughs) No, she was a sweet little old lady. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I have a different approach. No. <laughs> no, so she's like, I'm not exercising at all. I've put on some weight, holidays and all this and that. And, and so I said, well, if you started exercising, what would that look like for you? Mm-hmm. And immediately she's like, I want to walk two miles, six days a week. Mm-hmm. And having read this book a few times my initial reaction was like, Ooh, okay. Yeah. How long is that going to last? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't say that out loud, but yeah, you know, instead making it something that you can do even on your worst day, mm-hmm. a two mile walk. Mm-hmm. If you're feeling crummy. Yeah. Probably that's, not going to happen. Yeah. That's that's, that's a lot, but you know, two laps around the neighborhood. Yeah. That might happen. Yeah. Or even, you know, if you get a treadmill at home, a lot of people do. I like, you know, I like that, uh, that psychologist that that was at the uh, the Phoenix Police Union or the police union um, that I went to and yeah. uh, he it's kind of interesting because he said you know that that cops are the worst because they you know their belly size changes their mm-hmm. belt size you know they gotta you know extend their belt out and they don't have time anymore in order to stay in good shape and the only thing that you know they're they kind of quit exercising and you know whatnot and he says you know i see so many cops in my practice that they say i don't have time 
to exercise. You know, I'm too busy trying to solve cases or whatever. Yeah. And he says, if you can't, if you can't find time to exercise, he goes, this is what I suggest. He goes, what, what the research shows is that there's a certain drop of type two diabetes and heart disease. If you walk a certain amount every day and it was very minimal. Yeah. And he goes, so I mapped it out and that takes walking 26 minutes a day. Okay. So okay. he says, go walk 13 minutes that way. <laughs> he goes, and that's all you have to do. Cause In you know, direction. it's going to take 13 minutes to get back. <laughs> and I was like, huh, that's, that's a kind of an interesting concept. Yeah. Yeah. I think too often, and I'm guilty of it too. We, you know, we want to better ourselves. We want to shoot for the moon and, but sometimes if we start with like that lofty goal in mind yeah, yeah. and forget about the little things that are going to get us to that point, that's it. it can be really easy to get overwhelmed quickly, throw in the towel and say, sure, screw it. We'll wait till 2024. You know, and that's, it kind of reminds me of like, we had our fit, our fitness studio, mm-hmm. you know, when we do, we have world-class led jujitsu, martial arts and cardio kickboxing. And, um, we did away with yoga this mm. year <clears throat> and kind of the, the, what I was kind of seeing was it, um, you know, we were trying to figure out how to get people into, you know, something that could really help them through life. And I think sometimes that, um, like what I was seeing was that the, we were concentrating too much on, you know, the, the yoga, um, poses, you know, and, mm. and you're, you're trying, so it, it was kind of an interesting, I went through a lot of yoga during, during yeah. the past year. And, um, so what we, we kind of came up with was, you know, to try and make it easier for people to get into shape and, and, and stick with the program is we change it up from month to month yeah. and you combine, you know, stretching, conditioning, you uh, piggyback off of like the cardio kickboxing class on Saturdays. Yeah. Um, you know where you have something that's very vigorous, and then you have something that kind of slows you down, stretches you out. But yeah. I think that uh, you know, in like I've lifted weights all my life, and I always recommend you know every six to eight weeks you try and spice it up a little bit by changing your pattern, changing your workout routine. Okay. And I, I think that if we were are to change the the conditioning pattern that we do from month to month i think it's it's uh you know going to be a much better type of program here yeah and on the back side of it is that you know when i was listening to that psychologist at that police union he said there's so many people that suffer from i used to syndrome mm. i used to be able to <laughs> you know hike this i used to be able right. to lift that i used to be able to you know fight this and and I think that until you actually get tested, you know, you don't realize that, uh, father time has a way of taking a lot away from you. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think that if you, if you maintain a semblance of physical activity throughout, throughout your week, then you're much better prepared. If you do get injured, you're much better prepared. You're always doing something better for yourself. So you're taking steps in the right direction versus not doing anything and taking a step backwards. So if you're talking about, you know, trying to lose weight, you're talking about fighting diabetes, fighting heart disease, then you have to do something physical. You have to do something with your diet. And if something does happen, you know, say if, uh, in our, our society is changing, you know, um, 
I had, you know, we had a patient that uh, was assaulted in Phoenix and it took uh, the cops half an hour to get there. Oh my goodness. We had a, uh, a patient that was shot at. Oof. Yeah, that's just, <laughs> and, you were just yeah, learned about that And yesterday. it was about a half an hour for them to show up. And, and this was a different city, but what was, what's fascinating <clears throat> is that as times are changing, you know, will you be prepared to, for what's coming, you know, in the future? Yeah. You know, will you be able to, you know, say if someone, you know, costs you and your wife, are you going to have the stamina and the agility to do something in order to help out knowing that the cops are right. probably not, not going to respond real quickly? Yeah. And, you know, I always, I think that, that, that concept or that, that mind thinking is going to be, um, at the forefront of, of how to keep people excited to stay plugged in to get in shape but also to you know train in something like martial arts or jiu-jitsu or, or even cardio kickboxing where you're learning yeah. some different techniques um so not only does it help you get in shape but you work on your cardiovascular system your agility and yeah. if nothing happens and say you fall and slip on ice right then you're already in a much better position in order to heal up from it because right. you are in better shape yeah. mean, what's your comment on that yeah, in fact, just last night, uh, we were coming home from dinner with the kids, drove into the neighborhood, and we live in like, I mean, just like you, we live in Gilbert. Yeah. One of, supposedly, we've talked about this on here, supposedly the, one of the safest places in the world, right? Yeah. We're driving into the neighborhood, cops, fire engine, police tape, the whole thing, and we drove up on this scene. Turns out... We took the dogs out afterwards to walk and go see what was going on. And some drunk driver had hit somebody out on the main road and then peeled into our neighborhood to try to get away and went up on the curb, hit the block wall fence and drove into somebody's house. Oh, geez. And like, talk about not really knowing what's coming and being ready for that. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine no. a car blazing through into your living room? Yeah. You're sitting there with your family? Well, what if the guy, you know, what if the guy makes it out and he, start, he yeah, starts yeah. You know, going through your house or grabs someone for, you know, holding hold them hostage or something? Like, I mean, you never know what's going to happen. I mean, that was wild, our quiet little neighborhood and, and seeing that scene. Yeah. Uh, so you're right. I mean, we absolutely don't know what's coming next. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know what I would have done in that kind of situation. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it's important to be ready for whatever comes your way, whether that's physically, mentally, um, the world is certainly not getting any easier to yeah. live in. Yeah. You gotta be prepared for it. And, and even, you know, um, I'm going to, I'm going to take you in another direction because I, th I think I told you about when, like, uh, we had that drunk that came through our, our neighborhood who was yeah, middle of the night. Yeah. Someone to come out so he could kill him. Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, so anyway, the, what I was talking to a, uh, uh, ex-military guy mm -hmm. and, um, you know, he had the, he kind of had the mentality and he goes, ah, when I, when, you know, when I lose my temper and I see red, that's when bodies start dropping. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And you know, we've had so many that have gone through, you know, our jujitsu classes and our martial arts classes that, that they're fooling themselves because whatever you did in the past, you know, you may have a killer instinct, but you know, unless you have the cardiovascular and the timing and the agility, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of those, those, uh, things that we think we rely on, they go away. Yeah. And, um, 
you know, especially if you, you know, especially if you, if you train in, if you just do training and, you know, whether it's athletic activity or you combine in, you know, some sort of, uh, combative art, um, you're so much better prepared for anything that comes around. I mean, one is if you get an altercation, it's really not that big of a deal because you're doing altercations, mm -hmm. you know, 45 minutes a day, you know, a couple of days a week. Right. And it's like, Oh, okay. Someone's going to jump on me. No, no problem. And the second thing is that, um, you know, when, when we have the, the people that, that live in that, I used to send them, they, you know, they have maybe 30, 45 seconds of, you know, an all out, you know, sort of mm -hmm. melee that they can do. And then mm -hmm. it's over, you mm -hmm. know, it's like they're huffing and puffing trying not to throw up. And then, <laughs> you know, to go up against someone who really knows what they're doing, um, with a little bit of training, it, it's the, it's really fooling themselves. And I think that, um, you know, it doesn't take much. It just takes you showing up every week and just, you know, putting the work in, but yeah. I'm going to bring you in a different direction, even being prepared for like your immune system, your, your own health. So aside from, you know, setting your mind straight, you know, getting good, good workout in knowing, you know, knowing some te techniques and that sort of thing. Yeah. We have, you know, in the midst of Elon Musk releasing a lot of information on what kind of happened during the whole COVID thing. Oh my gosh. It's all been amazing. I, yeah. And all I can say is that, uh, you know, it's for the low IQ voters out there that, <laughs> that don't do your own research, understand that, the, you know, it's, there's been a lot of lying out there Oh, from the people that you trust that you watch on your television. What, what have we said on here? The, the difference between the truth and a conspiracy theorist is about six months. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's been some, we haven't, yeah, we haven't talked about that at all on here. Yeah. All the, but I'm sure we will once the, once the, you know, everything hits, but all the back doors and, and we, yeah, we've been, I we've think, been hoodwinked. I, well, I think we've, we, we lose where health comes from, Yeah, you know, and when we're taught, you know, we're taught through the, you know, the mainstream media that, well, the only way to, that you can get health is through getting a vaccine or something like that we're throwing, you know, you have talking heads that are throwing away years and years and years of, of scientific knowledge of how the body fights things off. Yeah. And it got so bad. I, w I was flabbergasted. I had a nurse. Okay. Mm -hmm. And she was upset because she got COVID after mm -hmm. getting vaccinated three times. Okay? Oh, that wasn't supposed to happen. No. Yeah, remember remember that remember, remember that <laughs> Ra Rachel Rachel Maddow. You become a stop sign yeah. for the virus. It stops right there. If you just get vaccinated. <laughs> that lie. <laughs> well, it doesn't make it as bad. Lie. <laughs> so anyway, I, I was talking to this nurse, and I said, and she goes, "Well, I'm I'm talking to my doctor, and I don't and I don't know if I should get my uh, my uh, fourth vaccine now, you know, or they want me to wait." And I said, "Well, you mm -hmm. know, you probably." And I've softened my tone a little bit because there's no getting through to a lot of these dummies out there. Mm -hmm. And so I said, uh, you know, you, you probably have a pretty good immune system. I said, you might want to discuss with your doctor about the antibody buildup and you might not need it because I said, the research that I've seen shows that, you know, getting the disease fighting it off, you have a much longer and more robust immune system response than anything yeah. that the vaccine can give. Yeah. You know what her response was? Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> This, she goes, what I'm being told in the hospital is this 
variant that we have out now. Mm-hmm. And this is just a couple of weeks ago. So whatever variant it is, it yeah. doesn't matter. And really, if you think it, it matters, it really doesn't matter. Do your research and, <laughs> and understand what I'm talking about. <clears throat> so, so she gets this variant. She goes, this is the only variant where your immune system is not building a response to it, not building oh, antibodies. Imagine that. I said, really? I said, uh, when did you, when, when did you get over the COVID symptoms? And she goes, uh, about two weeks ago. Mm. I said, really? I said, about 14 days, huh? Yeah. And I said, if your immune system didn't respond to it, I said, then what got you better? <laughs> She's like, her eyes, you know, got she goes, well, cause I got vaccinated. I said, vaccinated. <laughs> I said, if the, uh, if you got vaccinated, I said, why'd you get it? <laughs> <laughs> and he, well, this is just what I'm being told. I'm like, well, maybe you should ask some more questions. She's probably, is she still sitting out in the parking lot thinking about these questions? <laughs> <laughs> I, but you know, this, these are people that are, you know, frontline talking to people and you yeah. have, you have the, the low IQ out there yeah. that, you know, that are buying this stuff up. And I'm like, holy well, smokes, where it, is this coming from? It's almost like the whole, our whole body of knowledge about the immune system was completely disregarded and thrown out the window. Yes. This whole push about asymptomatic spread. Yes. Like that was just bonkers. Yes. You know, you, you might be sick, but even if you don't feel sick, you might be sick. Yeah. And you're the problem and you're spreading it. Yeah. That's just absolutely not true. Yeah. And it caught hold and it is, I think, here to stay. I mean, I don't, honestly, I don't, do you think we're ever going to have a time ever again where people aren't walking around with masks? No, because I, I think there are too many, too, too many uh, dummies out there. Yeah. I saw somebody jogging in my neighborhood with a mask on the other day. It was a, one of the N95s, too. Is that right? I don't know how oh, they, they really were. cared about themselves. <laughs> I don't know how they were running. Yeah. So you're going to breathe in your own. I remember trying to go to the gym when they required masks. I'm like, I'm done with this. Cancel my membership. Did you see, did you see about the, uh, the, it was uh, reported in in the CDC that any type of exercise will strengthen the immune system up to fight off, uh, COVID infections. Oh, no way. I was like, how about that? Huh? Let's close the gym. Imagine that. No, I, I think the problem is, is that, uh, you know, you have, the, you know, the, the, there really is a, just a lack of asking questions and then people just trust, you know, the, uh, the talking heads. And I, you know, I may have seen that at one time in my own life because I thought, you know, when I was on the radio mm-hmm. and I always looked at people who are on TV and the radio with it, you know, they, they're on the radio because they're good. They sure. know everything. Hell, I was on the radio for 12 years and, <laughs> you know, it's, it's like a very interesting type of thing. And I never let that get to my head where, yeah. you know, I, I always just reported and asked a lot of questions and had discussions. But, um, you know, you realize that when you're dealing with some of the, you know, even some of the doctors that I hold in high regard, yeah, I, you know, this whole COVID thing, it really flabbergasted me where I was just like, wow, what have, have they actually lost their mind? Did yeah. they forget what their training was? Well, it, it's been pretty eye-opening to see some of the stuff that's now being allowed to be talked about. A lot of the doctors that I followed from the beginning are getting their Twitter accounts reactivated, Yeah, which is kind of cool to see. 
uh, people are waking up. But, but you see on the backside to it, so what I'm seeing is a lot of articles are saying that one that, uh, that creep in the Atlantic, um, I forget her name, but she, oh, the one that wanted called the, for amnesty. Yeah, the the vaccine amnesty because we didn't know enough. We didn't right. know. We were doing the the best that we could with the information that we knew. Right. Now you didn't get the correct information because all you did was trust the mainstream media that they had your best interests in mind, not knowing that the government was actually paying social media companies in order yeah. to close down different opinions Wasn't that, that were valid. The FBI was yeah paying money directly yeah. to Twitter. So, so in my mind, that's one of the dummies out there. Mm-hmm. She may be writing for the Atlantic, but she's, she, there's not much going on upstairs Yeah, as far as logical thinking. And the second thing that I'm seeing is the, uh, um, the, the camps, the unvaccinated versus the vaccinated and the vaccinated are getting very hostile towards the unvaccinated because I saw a, a, a Twitter post on this where they said, even though the vaccine didn't work as it should, mm-hmm. and there were faults with it, and mm-hmm. you know, the problem that I have with the unvaccinated is that I did it, even if it killed me, I did it for the better of society. Yeah, I I, I know the I know the tweet you're talking about. I think you know, Joe, Joe Rogan talked about it on a recent. Is that right? Yeah, and it, and it was a medical doctor. It was, uh, yeah. She said, I did it out of love. Yeah. And the folks that were unvaccinated approached it out of hate. Yeah. You, you tell that to the families that had, I mean, had come on, that had vaccination deaths and side effects. And she's a, a medical doctor. Yeah. I mean, if, if I was king of the world, I would yank her license and go uh, have her dig ditches because that's, that's, uh, you know, that type of mentality when you're like, you did it out of love for society. Mm hmm. Yeah, uh, well, it's a lot of work to still I, to do. I can feel my blood pressure going up right now. Let's not do it. Let's uh, let's keep it even keel. Let's uh, let's close up this episode today with. I know we're not setting goals or, or resolutions, but what is what are what is something that you wish would go away in this new year? Me? Uh, yeah. So I'll 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 throw one out there. I hope in this new year that people become not afraid to speak out. It feels kind of lonely at the top if to use that phrase, right? Yeah. It feels like there are a lot of people that were not bullied into silence, but like afraid of speaking out. Um, I know in my circle of family and friends, there's a lot of people that were aware of things going on, but just wouldn't ever say anything. Yeah. Um, because they felt like, you know, if, if this person is getting censored, then what kind of voice do I have? Yeah. I, I hope that, I mean, that's like a foundational principle of American culture is freedom of speech. So I'm thrilled that that's becoming, (laughs) it's changing. It really is. And I don't, I don't know if. Elon Musk is getting everything right with, with Twitter, but it's certainly leaps and bounds in the right direction, I think. Um, so I, I, that's, I guess, one of my hopes for the new year is that people will speak out and not be afraid to speak out. You know, I don't know. What about you? <clears throat> well, I'll, uh, 
How about I'll uh, I'll uh, I'll hope for the same thing. Mm. There you go. All right. I'll hope for the same thing. I can, you know, I can think of some smart ass comment or something like that. But I think that, uh, I think that it is so important that, uh, um, what, I, what I wish would really go away is the ignorance in society when it comes to, um, what is science? What isn't science? I wish people could yeah. actually see through propaganda Yeah, and be, and realize that when they're wrong and they're dead wrong that they owe a lot of people an apology and they probably should keep their mouth shut next time rather than yeah. just because they have a bully pulpit that they can, you know, keep, keep going with, you know, whatever else. Because the problem with society is we have a very short memory of who yeah. said what and why they said it and what was wrong about it. We just keep putting these people up on a, on a high pedestal and we keep yep. getting our news from them. And I think that's a real problem. Yeah. A real problem. I'll, I'll, I'll add one more little nail in the coffin for 2022. Yeah. Uh, I hope Dr. Fauci gets arrested. You hope that he does. Oh yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Good grief. I was hoping for something just a little easier. I, <laughs> I, I sent him a, uh, I sent him a personal invitation to our jujitsu class. Oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe show him a couple of techniques when I roll. Show him a few moves. That's it. <laughs> Oh, I didn't feel you tapping. Sorry about that. <laughs> what a oh, slimy dude. rat. All right. Well, happy new year. Happy new year to you, Doc. And Welcome we will back. We will see you. And uh, yeah, this is going to be a fun year. Okay. We'll talk to you next time. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us again for another episode of Community Guidelines. As always, views expressed here are our own or those of our guests. The show should not be taken as medical advice. Please consult with your personal physicians regarding anything that we say. You can connect with us online. You can find Dr. Dan on TikTok. His username is Dr. Dan the Man. That's doctor spelled out D O C T O R. You can find Dr. Bradford on gab.com. His username is A B N D or you can find him on Instagram at Dr. Alan Bradford. That's D-R-A-L-A-N-B-R-A-D-F-O-R-D. Until next time, thanks for joining us.